What's up, podcast fam? Let's get to the quick review. This is quick review number 98. How does the surgeon prevent splaying of the lingual cortex during surgical repair of a symphysis fracture of the mandible? Or, you know, in the anterior mandible, whether it's parasymphysis, symphysis, or even anterior body portion of the mandible could potentially happen, especially with the, the force and, you know, the vectors of force with with muscles pulling on, on the Seg different segments of the mandible, different places. <clears throat> so, when surgically repairing a symphysial fracture of the mandible, prevention of splaying of the lingual cortex is important for stable fixation and proper healing. Number one, proper reduction. Achieving and maintaining an accurate reduction of the fractured segment segments is essential. This can be done manually and with the assistance of reduction forceps. Um, I like the idea of using reduction forceps. You have them in the OR, use them. I, I don't know. I, I just, just personally, I, I've only done a handful. I'm still, I'm still a third year resident and within the coming months, I mean, a lot more trauma and then especially chief here would be more. So of the, the mandibular fractures I've done up until this point, and it will be more, and I'm, I'm excited for them to be more. It's, it's a limited number up until now, only maybe a handful. And the use of the bump, you know, the reduction forceps I felt was very, very helpful. Uh, when reducing the manual prior to putting the plates on. Two, arch bars and intermaxillary fixation. Before the placement of permanent fixation, the use of arch bars and intermaxillary fixation, wiring the jaws together, can help stabilize the fracture and maintain occlusion, which prevents displacement of the fractured segments. Three, rigid internal fixation. Using plates and screws for the rigid internal fixation can prevent splaying, obviously, right? The application of a lingual splint may also be used in conjunction with plate fixation. I haven't seen this used as, as of yet. Four, placement of plates. Appropriately placing the plates along the inferior border and superior border can provide a buttressing effect. This technique is often referred to as load bearing when placed along the inferior border, border and load sharing when placed high on the alveolar process, higher. In order to prevent lingual splaying with the placement of plates, it's important to consider over-adapting the plates to the buccal cortex, as under-adapting would directly cause lingual splaying. Does that make sense? If you're under-adapting the plates, meaning like less, you're bending the plate less, that means that you're going to be pulling laterally on those fractured segments, thereby opening up the fractured segment on the lingual side. If you're over-adapting, right, making... Uh, make overbending, if you will, of the plates, it's going to cause more compression on the lingual side of the fracture. And I mean, it could potentially cause uh, more of, more of a, you know, opening on the, on the buckle side of the, the fractured segment. However, if you're adapting it to the cortex itself, you're going to know and see that it isn't splaying open on the buckle side. Right? So, uh, actually that is a board's question, believe it or not. Um, over adapting the plates on the buccal cortex in order to prevent lingual splaying. So I just want to point that out here. Now, if you are listening to this, that's not, I did post this on the Facebook, Dr. Gallagher's dentistry journal page. I posted it on LinkedIn. That's the, the hottest place, LinkedIn reading of this, um, as well as on Twitter. But none of those places are going to have this, that as far as me explaining it, yes, that is actually a test question on the OM site. I remember it from either last year or two years ago. I forget when, but good to know. Five, use of lag screws. Leg screws can be used to compress the fracture segments together. The screw passes through one fractured bony 
one fractured bone fragment into the other without engaging the threads in the first fragment, which pulls the fragments together as the screw is tightened and activated. Six, monocortical versus bicortical screws. In some cases, monocortical screws, screws that engage only one cortical plate, may be preferred to bicortical screws, screws that engage both the buccal and lingual cortical plates to avoid lingual cortex splint. Potentially. Seven, tension bands. A tension band can be placed on the superior aspect of the mandible to counteract the muscles that pull the lingual cortex medially. Now, usually the tension band, uh, you might you might see that more often used towards the, the angle, right? On the superior aspect of the mandible where the fractured segment is. All right, so that's that. Included some of the references here at the bottom here. Um, I think the the A uh, the A labeled part of the figure that I included on this. If you take a look on LinkedIn or wherever wherever you want to take a look, I think the A really shows lingual splaying well. Uh, just so you're here. Actually, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it on the podcast photo the like the, the photo. So I'll do that right now. All right, friends. Wish you a great rest of the day. Hope you're you're having a good Tuesday, productive Tuesday, and setting yourself up for success the rest of the week. Let's do it.